Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. My name is Aid, and I will be one of three delightful hosts, possibly the least delightful. I will confess to feeling a little grumpy today, but more on that perhaps as the subject of the podcast unfolds. Um, the people in my grumpiness has just made chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Christian first because he's laughing. He's chuckling the most at my discomfort. How you doing, mate? Oh, I'm I'm fine. A little grumpy myself as well, but uh, it's uh, it's going away. Uh, just seeing your faces makes me happy. So, no, yes. I'm, I'm fine. I'm Pe- fine. See, seeing me frown and make funny faces does tend to make other people feel happier. It's a life skill that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the the two uh, the two grandpas of the Mupp- uh, of the Muppets, Waldorf and Stettler? Yeah, absolutely. Let's They're... be those two guys a eh, today. Yeah, yeah. That 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 doesn't bode well for Rachel though, because there's not that many leading female characters in the Muppets, <laughs> right? And I don't think you should. I don't think we should go there, really. No, really. maybe not. No, sorry, Rach. How are you doing? <laughs> all right. That's all right. I don't mind being called a Muppet. I've been called much worse, so. <laughs> It's, Tell uh, us who will send no, forces to. It's fine. It's fine. I'm a big girl. I can take care of myself. But oh, thank yeah, you. I true. appreciate that's it. That's true. Um, if you if you were a, a fictional puppet character, Rach, who would you like to be this evening? And it doesn't have to be a Muppet. Um. Oh, who would I be? Oh, maybe Cookie Monster. Cookie, Cookie Monster. Excellent. Yeah, they always make me laugh. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, just. Happy eating cookies? Dead yes, a character, a character that knows what he wants out of life and, and yeah. is prepared to go get it. So, yeah, so. Exactly. And, and I think in hindsight, I don't want to be Waldorf or Stettler anymore. I want to be Animal with the drums. Oh, okay. yeah, brilliant. I brilliant. really feel animalish today. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, well, I will consider. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, at the moment, uh, there's the there's the dog that plays the piano. What's his name? Uh, the Muppet in the Muppets. I forget. Rolf, isn't it? Rolf? Rolf. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the cool dude that plays the saxophone as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Never mind. Right. As long as we're not all like Beaker and like running around like mad things with <laughs> our hair literally on fire, we'll probably be all right. <laughs> not not during the you know duration of the recording at least that's the hope um well, have... well I mean, why would no we don't exist when we're not recording no rach i mean oh, like, right, for, yes. remember for our listeners that's just what we are we're just disembodied voices most of the we're schrodinger's sunny 16 yeah yeah when we don't when we're not on record we don't exist it's a dear thing. listeners <laughs> dear listeners just to make sure no drugs were involved in making this episode uh, says he is rach swigs like, a massive I glass like... of wine rach <laughs> rach has got a gobbler look rach has got a crystal gobbler of wine and I, I have goodness and she, I have... she hid it outside of the the now, frame there is a, a story behind this because my actually my mum and dad got me a set of four crystal glasses um when I was in my 20s and there's only two surviving left now um but they are Edinburgh crystal and I looked to see if I could get the other two replaced unfortunately they don't make them anymore 
Um, but the um, the booze that's in the crystal glass is leftover prosecco from uh, the Eurovision uh, because obviously <laughs> um, Ukraine, of course, were um, hosted by Liverpool, um, my wonderful city uh, that I call home, and it was an incredible like celebration here. Um, I'm so proud of the city and like the way that everybody was welcomed here and you know what a show you know that was put on it was just been absolutely fantastic hang on and and they gave all liverpudlians some bubbly oh no i wish no this was oh. uh this was um supplied by myself oh, okay. <laughs> um yeah i went i went to tesco and bought it i didn't steal it or anything christian i don't know what you're trying to say <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody was going there h i think you brought that to the conversation yeah but no so it was um it because obviously we have constants so we we couldn't go out to any kind of like celebrations and parties and things like that um but we went to one in the afternoon at her like other toddler friend's house so that was fun um because actually there was only four of them so it wasn't insane numbers of of very small effectively drunk people <laughs> running around falling into things um it was a nice number and uh, we actually got to like you know um well She ended up going dressed as as Greece, it would seem, um, because which I hadn't realised she was wearing blue and white stripes, um, and uh, somebody else had eaten Greece by the time we got there. Apparently, <laughs> they had little cake, cupcakes with all the different flags on, oh, and Greece okay. had already been eaten. Um, so that was pretty pretty fun. Uh, so that was our like Eurovision day party, and then Adam and I had a couple of friends around to to us. Uh, in the evening and that's when i had my prosecco but i didn't get through it all um and uh i thought oh do you know what i'll have it today to help me get through help me get through the recording that sounded awful and i didn't mean it like that <laughs> <laughs> i just meant it would be nice as a little treat you for just myself. meant you, you needed a drink right so, yeah, <laughs> i really did it's been uh yeah it's been a bit of a uh, a mad week so uh yeah and it's only tuesday oh god is it only tuesday Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, right. to, sorry to say that. So, so is it, yeah. is it a public holiday on Thursday in the UK as well? It is in is Germany. It? No, no. We, we've had a we've had a few recently. So yeah, you have a king now. I so think yes. Yesterday a... was the first working Monday for about six months. Oh so. my goodness! <laughs> so we're we are the the federal state in Germany that has the least uh, bank holidays. Oh, it's, that's it's been a bit a disappointing. Why? <laughs> why do you not have so many holidays? I have no idea why. Why they have so little? So there are uh, federal states that have a lot of them, especially the Catholic. They um, where uh, predominantly people are Catholic. They have all sorts of uh, of uh, you know, like church holidays. And oh stuff. yes, yes, absolutely. So, oh, we don't. We are in Lower Saxony, so. No what's Lo what's Lower Saxony famous for in in German terms, right? It really depends on the area. So if you're in the north, we obviously have the North Sea. We have fish. We have very flat country where you can see your your relatives come, uh, and they will arrive two <laughs> days in two days, even though you can already see them. And then we have the south where we live. So we have the Harz Mountains. And uh, we're famous for the UNESCO World Heritage Sites, where they used to have um, mining facilities. They did mining since the Middle uh, Ages in the area where so, we live. So. so it's clearly a lot of diversity in Lower Saxony then. So yeah, have, have you ever hosted the Eurovision? 
I have no idea, actually. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. Do you think we should... Oh, it was. I don't know. I didn't watch. So I, I com- it completely passed me, but I mean, I knew it was yeah. happening, but I, I didn't yeah. participate in any way, so I don't even know who won. Who won, Rach? Oh, uh, Sweden won. Sweden. Uh, so next yeah. year it goes to Sweden, then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, which uh, I believe is the fiftieth anniversary um, of uh, ABBA winning with Waterloo. Actually. Uh, okay. And Sweden has an amazing uh, way to treat artists, especially musicians. Uh, actually, starting musicians are. Uh, eligible to getting uh, you know the, the um, financial support from the state uh, that normally nice. is reserved for people who can't who don't have a job uh, uh, and they um, they 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 do a lot for uh, for um, music artists in Sweden. That's so it's no wonder that they produce uh, they, they the people are motivated to produce good music. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing stories like learn. that. I, love, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I do like the the lifestyle that that we have in our country, right? Because we get free healthcare and stuff like that. So that's really important stuff. Um, but we do. Uh, but I do like hearing good stories about other countries when they do things differently. And 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 I thought, oh, we can yeah. do that too. We, yeah. Yeah. There are good good role models uh in other countries stuff yeah. that people talk a lot in our country about it being a terribly run place and stuff like that and they all make good points and everybody has their own point of view but very few people talk about how lucky we are <laughs> yeah like, that's true we never have earthquakes or tornadoes or anything like that you know and we're good we don't go broke because we uh have babies Yes. Although we have one of the highest levels of prices for childcare. I was going to say, in the UK, actually That's, having a child is quite an expensive th- it thing. It really is. We are, um, I think, probably the top two or three in terms of cost of childcare, which is very annoying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. But yeah. Anyway, so there we go. There's a, 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 a slightly atypical start to a photography podcast. Um, but at least now we know uh, which Muppets we are. So I said, and I need to, yeah, I need to, yeah. I'm sure I can do better than I'm sure I can do better than uh, Rolf as a as a as a role. Rolf model. is quite cool, isn't Rolf he? Rolf is yeah, and quite laid he's, back. He's actually. like a laid back rock star. So yeah, I, yeah. I'd stick I could with do him. that. I could do yeah. that actually. I could do laid back rock star. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm de- yeah. Part of me just wants to be the Swedish chef though. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? You're a grown up. So if you would like to be the Swedish chef, you we can will be permission to be the we Swedish. Su- we chef. support you. We do. That's very in kind whatever, of you. In whatever muppet or puppet you know kind of world you would like to live in, you we'll will see, be supported. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. See. See what ideas I get as the show goes on. Anyway, right. <laughs> the show. Anybody want to do a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Go ahead. I'm, I'm at the end of my glass now, so you know. <laughs> uh, you, uh, is that it then, Rach? Is it? Are you done? You, oh dear. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. No, no. Don't be daft. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to talk about photography, and I love photography. Yes, well, let's do that, um, but like with a slightly different slant. So we are in the middle of the lighting series, um, but uh, we are beset by everybody having lots of commitments. So uh, we're just having a slight pause on that this week, um, and we're going to take a bit of a diversion. Nothing to do with uh, nothing to do with lighting at all. I don't think um, the uh, and I think I may have slightly worried Rach and Christian when I came up with this idea because they were like, oh, "What." what we're we talking about that doesn't make any sense so uh, this is going to be a slightly 
free-ranging conversation i suspect but hopefully in a good and positive way because what i would like to talk about is is the vulnerability that we have in our creative or creativity or creative endeavors or our creativity Uh, and i think i know what i mean by that so for example from my own point of view uh i'm not sure whether i or not i feel vulnerable to sharing my work so i don't share a lot of my work i don't put it out on social media my standard response is i don't do it for other people mm-hmm. i do it for myself although having said that i am of course you know in you know in possession i was going to say in possession of that's not entirely true i am possessed by uh, my ego and it is very nice when people say good things about my photography. So I've got to ask myself the question at some point, am I feeling vulnerable uh, in sharing my work and therefore deciding not to do, not to do it, uh, not to share very much? Am I feeling that my work is, is not up to the job as it were, whatever the job might be? (laughs) Um, Do I avoid taking myself into certain creative situations because I might fear failure. Um, I, and I genuinely, by the way, don't have answers to this stuff. So I'm looking to you two as my friends to, to help me navigate this. And I'm hoping I can help you navigate some some similar stuff, right? Some similar questions that you might like to ask. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Why don't why don't I share my why do why do I hate social media? Is that because I'm a vulnerable creative and I don't wish to be rejected by everybody or, or actually be worse to be ignored, wouldn't it? Do, do, so, I think my first question would be. You did post on social media, you, you posted on Twitter, didn't you? Uh, yeah, uh, but just conversationally, not not actually my creative work particularly. Right, you're not your work. Okay, I, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. Have you ever posted anything on social media? I mean, in terms of work? Technically, I have an Instagram account. Um, I couldn't tell you. I remember the last time I logged on into Instagram, it. yeah. So, so how did that feel when you did? Um, well, I started an Instagram account in the early days of Instagram, you know, like very early on in the days when it was independent and people used to, there used to be things called Instameets back in about 2012. And you could, and I remember I was working away from home and a couple of times I just, like, just people were organising to meet. Um, I happened to be working in the city of Bristol and people were organising to meet and I went to a couple of Instameets. Um, they kind of died off, I guess, as Instagram became more mainstream. And and, and these days, who knows? Um, I certainly don't because I don't participate. But um, but I have, I have done. But I, and I did publish my zine last year for those who cared to uh, take a copy. So mm-hmm. was that last year? Yeah, I think it was yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. I need to do so. I need to. I, I do want to do some more. I've been working on some prints well, recently. But this this is what I, w- I was wondering about that. You, you say you don't share your work and you haven't shared your work, but you've created at least one zine, you know, which is a very definite physical product of your work, you know. So maybe it's more the medium of social media itself and how that does or doesn't fit within your day of interacting with it online on your phone as opposed to not wanting to share your work or being 
vulnerable in that sense because you've created work you've put it together you've put it out there and you've put it out for sale it's not like you've just made it and kind of left it around um so i don't know i'm thinking maybe it's more the the platform itself and the social media um scroll if you like that maybe doesn't work for you as opposed to it being around your work itself but certainly the um so certainly the scrolling thing is something i don't want to get drawn mm. into mm. um everybody says it's really hard and addictive and stuff like that i don't i've never really found it addictive it's just like to be honest yet. mostly i find social media dull mhm yeah um it's not it's not adding any value to my life and because i'm not the sort of person who has a great deal to say on the the global stage because i'm not really that fussed about impressing other people to be honest um then uh then it, it all seemed a bit pointless to me yeah the early days of instagram are interesting because people were sharing and people were um uh, and people it was building a community mm. i don't think those platforms are about building communities anymore. Mm. I might be uh, wrong, but it, 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 I think you're partly right. Um, we before we started recording, we talked about the 2019 photo walk in London, and yeah. uh, uh, like we saw amazing portrait work uh, done by Rob just before we started recording the show. And I feel like uh, yes, the small screen, even with new very focals. Um, doesn't doesn't do Rob's work um, justice, um, but it feels like we're still. I, at least I feel like I'm still participating a little bit in the stuff and uh, that um, the lovely people I met in the UK are are, are, are doing, and 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 that's something that I, I appreciate about the platform. But I'm I'm. It's true that it's hard to. It's not like community building stuff. I think the Discord is much more community building than than the Instagram. But then um, Instagram can enhance the community that we have on on Discord because people post there and they can just link to their um, Instagram stuff. Like Dave Walker, for example, he he uh, wrote on Discord. Oh, I dumped a lot of uh, images on on Instagram, and it was nice because you could um just scroll through his work and it's not like um i think people sometimes use instagram for instagram's sake but i like it when it's used for the people's sake you know and yeah, then yeah. Okay. if it's a tool it's a good thing but i do understand that i mean like you feel you feel like it's pointless to use it and i feel uh, a little bit the same especially uh when starting to use Instagram, at least it was for me, it was like, uh, oh, how many likes do I get? I mean, obviously, I felt mature enough to say, I don't do it for the likes, I do it for myself. But you, there is this part of you, and I mean, come on, everyone who you know posts on Instagram looks for the likes he or she gets, and I feel like uh, that's not a good thing. Well, they have started to change it as well, haven't they? Um, that so rather than it being like a number um, of likes that it's liked by X person, this person, and others, rather than there being 
numbers attached yeah. to it now. so it's like you might have three people who've liked it you might have 30,000 or a million who've liked it but the because of the detrimental effect that it was having on so many people so have of either of you had that people. like that detrimental effect have either of you been like disappointed and felt vulnerable because something that you wanted to share didn't yeah you know, did, didn't gain any traction on social media yeah yeah definitely Definitely, uh, I, uh, it's so funny. I, I my 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 taste in my own images is like the opposite of most other people's taste. <laughs> and it's, uh, there are some images that I think, oh, this is brilliant, and and it get it gets like eight lights likes or eighteen. Uh, that's by the way, uh, very much the amount of likes that I get on Instagram. Yeah, now sometimes forty or something. So I'm I'm uh, not doing it for the likes. And I remember uh, that uh, at some point I, I posted images which I thought, okay, I, I saw them on the big screen and they are really nice when you see the details, but then putting them on uh, a platform that is designed to be used on phones with all the restrictions that you have, s stuff doesn't work anymore. Only very, I feel like only very graphic stuff, very easy to digest stuff really works. And that is something that I find annoying. So I, f I don't feel disappointed that much. I find it annoying that there are so many restrictions uh, uh, on that platform that it doesn't make any sense. So in, in that sense, Flickr is very much the better platform. Is, how, how is the community on Flickr these days? I don't know because I'm not like participating that much on Flickr because lots of people that I met and know are on Instagram. Ah, okay. okay. But uh, in terms of image quality and presentation and so on, Flickr is not that bad, but I mean, hmm. it, uh, it feels like the platform hasn't aged very well, I think. Which is, isn't it? People always say that, and then you go, "Yeah, but it's twenty years old, though, right?" It's like, it's, you know, it's in its midlife. It's, it's in its midlife, isn't it? It's like the, it's, it's the, it's a fella yeah, having a midlife crisis who doesn't quite know how to dress anymore. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, not that that's a personal reference in any way, shape, are or you, form, right? <laughs> are you hinting at my onesie that I'm wearing right no, now? No, I'm hinting at my issues, not your issues. Oh right, okay. So now I altered myself. <laughs> so yes, I do love wearing sweat onesies at home I, i've Here never had a onesie yesterday though i got my first ever pair of crocs which i think are awesome i've had the <laughs> same flip oh i i saw who who did i who else did i see who posted that they got crocs like literally this week as well it did make me laugh and it's, it's something about i'm now officially irresistible to women apparently um is that so, is that uh, a thing is it oh um, wow okay but, um, you're, you're um, with it going with a trend aid who was it sorry somebody else in within the analog photography community apparently um had got their first pair of crocs so uh, maybe maybe there's this weird subculture this week that is suddenly peaked who knew you're being influenced um, so is that a, maybe a sweaty feet club <laughs> well so you know uh I, i've worn the same pair of flip-flops for 20 years and i thought it'd be nice to have a change that's all it was it was nothing more or less than that but there you go flip-flops um, the 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 best camping shoe there is uh, yes to a point until until you actually have to rely on them staying on your feet and stuff like that oh uh, yeah but, that that detail yeah so anyway uh i digress but not really because 
that's you know, that's what we're here to discuss. So, so Rach, hmm. um, what 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 stresses you out in the in the world of creative endeavors? What causes um, you to worry about stuff? Oh, honestly, I, like everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything. It's so weighty. There's like, yeah, I find it really really hard to. Uh, to focus, to finish a task, you know, like what stresses me out is having the million tabs open in my brain all the time, you know, having all of these ideas and all this kind of like things that I want to do and feeling this incredible pressure of, of, of time and not and time and skill and not being able to, you know, to, to deliver or to create what I want to create um within the allotted time that that i'm here you know and and that is like in a nutshell <laughs> um my biggest stresses around around this um in terms of vulnerability of you know is my work good enough obviously my work's never good enough of course um uh, i wish it was um i wish i felt that um about stuff i have had you know the odd occasion where i've gone that's actually a really nice shot you know, I was really pleased that that came out how it did, but the vast majority of the time, it's like, oh, I haven't, I haven't delivered that well enough, or I could have done this, and and I haven't quite nailed that, or yeah, I think most of the time it is, it is that inner critic. Um, there is, of course, you know, a, a vulnerability behind having to, having to put your work out there obviously I do this as a business you know not just as a hobby or as something uh, as a pastime or or what have you I do absolutely love it and I, I you know I think both things can be true at the same time um uh, you know this is still 100% my passion I can't imagine doing anything else and I don't want to do anything else it's just difficult I just find it hard um and I think the vulnerability part of it and the perfectionism part of it um uh, it stops me being as creatively free as i would like to be i would like to be able to be more free in in kind of like doing these things i was doing a talk actually today um for um some further a further education institution and um I was with a, you know, I was doing this online virtually um, with a group of a group of students, and I was trying to kind of like explain. It's obviously so hard, isn't it, when you're not, when you're in that situation, you're a teenager, and you're kind of like going through that, trying to impart to them how how precious this time is to give them that opportunity to experiment and to try stuff and to fail and to, you know. Um, be creatively free to mess up and it doesn't matter if it all goes wrong and to really utilize that time and be vulnerable you know with what they're creating um and trying to get that point across really to them that outside of formal education there's so little opportunity for that to happen um i think that's partly why i i wanted to add the sort of like review and reflect part of my workbook as well because it doesn't exist outside of those very structured educational scheme of work or you know a, a particular um you know route through something 
um, sometimes that's that's something that's missing for the for the rest of us when we're not in education and and doing some reviewing and some reflecting on what you do will always help you improve in some way even if it's just um, noticing that that's something you don't enjoy <laughs> as well um, which is as important right as figuring out what you do enjoy is like actually that's not my strength and that's actually something that i I really rub up up against it doesn't work for me so um it's yeah it's 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 a difficult one I think it was I felt very vulnerable putting putting the work just as I'm talking about my workbook at the moment felt very vulnerable putting that out there in the world um because it's it's the first one of something like that you know like I'd looked for it it didn't exist I I wrote it <laughs> you know and that's a big thing to kind of to do and be like here you go everybody this is this is the thing that you need um and you know seeing that go out across the world as well and obviously everybody's different reactions to to something like that I was like is this gonna work is it just gonna fail is it you know is this the right tool for the job it was very vulnerable I think to do that yeah, sorry, Christian. Um, if it's it's, I don't know if uh, how other people feel, but I think I'm very much like you. Um, I'm I'm like a this hundred twenty percent person, <laughs> and uh, you're very passionate about photography, and um, that leads you to. I feel it, it. It sounds to me like that leads you to trying to be um, as good doing your your work as you as you can do it and um i mean i just shoot photos for fun and i feel like um the pressure that you must have shooting someone's wedding must be immense and mm -hmm. yeah and then paired with perfectionism it's uh it must be it must be uh i don't know it yeah, must be it, horrible at times isn't it well it's I guess it's compartmentalizing it. It's yeah. very, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you have, in order to be vulnerable, you have to, um, you have to really, you know, kind of like show, show everything and be and be very kind of like open with everything. And there's a balance to be had between being able to be vulnerable and be that person and also being professional and being yeah. the person who is, um, who is carrying this and that the person trusts what you're doing you know um that you're not kind of there having having, having an, a, a, an issue <laughs> you have to be able to problem solve you have to be able to like deliver what you're doing so in those circumstances I don't think there's an option to be vulnerable in that sense um but perhaps in other parts of my work and other parts of what I do that's where the vulnerability is I guess we we all take are kind of like experiences that we've had in the past towards you know how vulnerable or not or how open or not we want to be uh depending on if we've been burnt in the past you know um if we haven't got those likes or if we've had bad criticism or if we you know or if it's been unsolicited advice that we've never asked for you know when we've put our work out there um there's and that's that's something to consider as well isn't it like if we're sharing something publicly mm. Um, it doesn't, I don't feel like you have to um, be, you're not necessarily inviting criticism of that or critique of your work. You're just sharing it. You're just putting it out there to be able to, um, sometimes there's a, something very powerful about the act of going, well, I've made this image. 
I'm just going to put it out into the world. It doesn't necessarily mean that that is my my perspective on this is I don't think that necessarily means everybody has a right to then critique it. Mm. Um, if you're putting it out there with the proviso of actually I'd really like some feedback on this, you know, or which of these images is, you know, is your favourite or or what's better than the other, um, then then that's a different situation. You know, you're you're inviting that that um, critique of your work, but sometimes I think. I would say, especially for women, it's a big thing that mm. is the barrier to stopping so many, so many women or female identifying photographers from actually putting their work out into the space because you know that you're just going to get all this stuff back at you um, in a different way, you know, from perhaps as it might be as a male identifying photographer. Um, and that is unfortunately just the case it is the way that life life is. And obviously my experience of this is very different from perhaps yourselves. Um, it, and, and so there's, there's a different um, level of vulnerability that you have to kind of be okay with or figure out how you're going to have a coping strategy for when, for when the inevitable comments and critique comes back at you. Mm. Um, and it's not always about the work itself. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes it's about you. Mm, and, yeah. and I think there's a definite distinction about that as well, which wouldn't necessarily be aimed at you personally, perhaps. I'm obviously not saying that male photographers don't get, you know, horrendous feedback and things. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm just talking about my own personal experience and other um, other female photographers whom I know and their experiences of being vulnerable within a social media space and within a public space. What, what resonated a lot with me was uh, you talking about young people um, um, who should really enjoy the the innocence they can have being creative, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's true for very young, for kids even, Uh, looking at my daughter, for example, she, she's a, such a sunny character and mm -hmm. and she's amazingly creative. And I mean, we play a lot of music and, and uh, intr instruments in our family. And she wrote her first uh, tune. And uh, it's 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 so catchy that we all started whistling it. And and the way I what I'm trying to say is she's she's um, she's purely creative she's not looking to impress anyone she's yeah. not she's not uh trying to i mean she obviously she's she's sort of proud of accomplishing something uh yeah. but in so such an innocent way that i really think it's so important to give children and teens and and young people mm -hmm. um the the opportunity to be creative either you know like painting or any form of art and so that they can do and create art as innocently as they can mm -hmm. just for the art's sake because uh, then you create a foundation that will give them security in their 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 creativeness you know mm -hmm. because um if you i started very late um trying to really do you know nice photography work and I mean, the older you get, the less innocent you are because you, you've seen life, you see what life does to you. And uh, the problem is that you know what the potential harm is that can be done to you in terms of, you know, critique or criticizing your work, criticizing your person. And 
and and I think it's it's it doesn't depend on uh, the sex uh, you you have. It's it's mm -hmm. people are vulnerable in different ways, and I think it's I find it very important to give young people the opportunity to create without. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah second guessing their art absolutely it's it's about play isn't it you know and experimenting yeah. and figuring things out and and you know she should be rightly proud of mastering a skill you know but it's it's for her and for her it, like aid was saying you know at the beginning you know it's about you creating for yourself aid you know first and foremost and i think that's a fantastic you know way to be because um Obviously, things are different. If it's a wedding, obviously, you're creating first and foremost for a client or, you know, on a particular project. But it does also have to fulfill that part of you creatively. You have to be so brave to be vulnerable, right, don't you? Because you're effectively um, opening yourself up to to all of this. And sometimes we're just not in that place. Um, if if you're feeling strong and able to kind of go, do you know what, it doesn't matter. Um, and actually invite that in, uh, knowing that you are fine to kind of like put up your, your blocks and your barriers around anything that's coming at you from a, you know, uh, a negative sense, then, then brilliant. I think perhaps it's about choosing your time um, to do it when you're feeling like, that makes most sense and we go through phases don't we of actually I'm having a really lovely productive part of what I'm creating at the moment and I really want to share that and I want to get that out in the world and then other times you just feel like you're trudging through mud and you can't create anything that's of any value or worth or ah and and there's no way that you want to be vulnerable about that and share that because it, you don't feel like it's your best work I think and and I don't know how you feel but uh, if you're in this, you know, uh, this uh, feeling vulnerable, there is not much that other people can say to get you out easily of that. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. So because, I mean, you, you you have your view about your own work and on, on your own work, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's such a pity that we we as the more we grow up, the 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 more difficult it gets to. Yeah. Just be content with what you do. Just to get back to, yeah. yeah, to being a child and being vulnerable with that. Aid, thoughts? Why is that though, right? So, and okay, so there's loads of, I mean, loads of things that you guys have said that I can sort of relate to. Um, and I know I do say this sometimes, but I do half believe it's true, is that I, I, I think, and it perhaps is is a creative vulnerability of mine. I'm in, I'm in awe of some of the artists that we speak to on this show, and that I get mm. to meet in life, and and the depth with which they experience life, and it makes me think, yeah, only half jokingly that I might be a sociopath. You know, and I just don't feel anything, you know, that it, that is in any way real. Um, because the depth of feeling that people have is amazing to me. Mm. Uh, and I, and it's not something that I, it's something that I very, very rarely experience. I mean, you know, part of it, I think, is, is by choice in the mm -hmm. sense that I try 
not to have high expectations of the world. I try not to have high expectations of people. And a lot of this stems from my professional life. But I find most most people in certainly in a professional uh, environment, most people will let you down at some point. It's just the way the it's just the way the world is, right? So so part of me thinks I'm quite pragmatic. Part of me thinks a little part of me thinks I might actually be a sociopath. Part <laughs> of me thinks I should try harder to feel more, but then part of me thinks why should I bother? Because if I have the luxury of not feeling as much as other people, then I don't have to go I mean, on that roller coaster that other people seem to go on. And maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. that in itself is is a vulnerability in the sense that maybe I'm missing out. Yeah, it's but a and a curse, isn't it? You know, to to feel so deeply, um, it, it is definitely a, a double edged sword to have that. Like you say, you know, a lot of the people. Um, we speak to you know you you're saying aid i think that you would you would love to be able to feel that deeply about about i'm not sure that i do i think i'm probably scared of it to be honest okay right okay um yeah because because it uh, it never it never stops it's never quiet there's no there's no escape from um internalizing everybody else's pain and if you're a very empathetic kind of person and you feel things so deeply and you worry at the levels of anxiety that that are continual you know and you can't switch that off that that never stops that's always there um it it can be very challenging to live with that and like that as a as a part of your personality um and uh yeah it's but then equally that is part of my personality. Obviously, I'm talking about myself here, and I I feel like if I didn't have that, I would I would miss it. I would I would definitely miss you know that aspect of it as well because because that is what makes me who I am. I think you know, um, but yeah, it can be very tough. <laughs> uh, to, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I think I think this, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a dangerous path to go down, uh, comparing your own uh, range of feelings to uh, the range yeah. of feelings of other people. Not because... if you're the sociopath, it's not actually. It's fairly safe yeah, at that point. So, so <laughs> I, I I think I'm. Uh, it's pretty safe uh, when I say you lack a lot of sociopath. Uh, uh, traits, so uh, I, I, I am pretty confident that uh, if you're a sociopath, you're you're quite a, uh, a benign sociopath. Oh yeah, very definitely. Yeah, because I'm also quite um, lazy. So I, 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 I... <laughs> no, no. The thing is, the thing is, uh, just to, to you know, just to get more serious again. It, it, I I know your feeling. You know, I'm 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 a Christian, and I see people at my church burning for for God. You know. I just don't feel like that. I'm. I. 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 My. My belief is more like on an intellectual level, and I sometimes struggle with it because I would like to have the same, you know, feel the same love and stuff like that. And especially when it says love your neighbor as yourself, that has uh, quite an implication because it says you have to love yourself before you can love your neighbor. And, uh, and I'd never thought of it that way. That's good. Yes, that's an interesting point, though. And, and 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 the thing is, if I start questioning myself all the time, obviously I'm not a Christian because I'm perfect. I'm a Christian because I know I need a savior. So that's a very personal <laughs> thing for me. So so the thing is that um, 
that I I find it very healthy to understand that I'm I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form, and uh, but knowing that uh, I don't want to stay like I am, and 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 but still being sort of content with who I am, that is a very important mm. thing. And I think um, I, if 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 I, I don't know if if I uh, in the position to give you advice, I would say you're you're such a great guy. Um, just start appreciating yourself a little more and that oh, well, thank you no no that's, so i wasn't intending this yeah, to be yeah. some kind of yeah oh, no no it's, make, it's not make like me feel better conversation i, I, I no, don't no, really no. think i don't really think i'm a sociopath yeah. but i do have I, I do feel that i do feel uh, there's the irony huh i yeah. do i do consider that uh, other people especially some of the very creative artists that we have the privilege to speak to on this podcast uh, I do feel that 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 their their depth of feeling and appreciation of the world is something that is inaccessible to me. Now, photography has been a massive force for good in my life because uh, I I mean if 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 I'm creative, I'm a frustrated creative really because I I simply don't have the motor skills right to 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 do things like painting and drawing and and we yeah I've mentioned that before. So photography for me was a fantastic outlet creatively because things that I could see I could actually capture because the mecha- the machine does the capturing for me. So that allows me to express myself in a way that in other other ways I would find quite frustrating and. On top of that, it's helped me to see the world in a different way and appreciate the world, regardless of whether I have a camera in my hand or I'm photographing. I see things and appreciate things that before I took up photography, I never would have noticed. So that's a massive bonus. Yeah, but but you 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 um you when you talk about how you feel about yourself and think about yourself it sounds a little bit neg- negative because uh, i can give you a, a good example why having your traits like being not overly emotional can be very useful in photography especially for example when you do documentary photography or uh, photojournalism just imagine photojournalists who are so empathic that when they document horrible stuff like war photographers and so on they couldn't work anymore. They couldn't. You, you, you probably, due to the way you feel about things or don't feel deeply about things, gives you the ability to have a neutral standpoint and probably document stuff more easily than people who are very empathic and, and yeah, and, maybe and yeah, that's just, yeah. It's, it's a good so, point. I would imagine that you know, to to be a successful documentary and, 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 photographer, you have to be fairly invested in the subject. Uh, matter. At this point, I would definitely uh, recommend uh, reading uh, a book that is called The Bang Bang Club, which is about um, a group. You've mentioned of, this before, I think, um, or I, somebody has anyway. To me, it's, it's an, it's an amazing book. It's about okay. the uh, um, white uh, South African. Uh, photojournalists who um, documented all the uproars and, and, and the, 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 the violence uh, during the apartheid regime mm. and it's a very deep it's a it's it's not fictional it's a um, mm. it's like an uh, like an sort of like an eyewitness uh, um, um, report and it's 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 such a deep book because it talks about uh, the feelings that those guys had. They were called the Bang Bang Club, but because they, everywhere where guns went off, they went and documented stuff. And and uh, 
one of the guys um he document he also did uh, photojournalism all over the world and he's the uh the photographer who took this very famous image of the little girl with the vulture in 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 the background i don't know if you know this uh, yeah, little yeah, know african factor, girl yeah, yeah. and it's a it's a very very strong image and it and he i think he basically broke over the backlash that the image had um because people started asking did you help that girl and what what happened to her she was obviously obviously starving and and what went on and even though he explained that a uh, 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 un um uh, post was there feeding people and she was basically right next to it it um yeah, I think it broke. Yeah, because the the other flip, so you can't win with an image like that. Because the other the other comment about images like that, and I can't remember if it was applied to that particular image, but the other one was, uh, the other point of view is, oh well, um, you staged it, right? So what you've done is you've made this image that makes it look like it's a terrible situation, but in reality, you were right next to f a food station, right? So you can't win, can you? If you if you yeah, um, if yeah. you take uh, make that kind of image. And now, I mean, and and probably he was not as distant emotionally from what was going on, uh, and that broke him. And 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 people are very different in terms of how deeply involved they are emotionally with what they what they. Um, I was I was just considering, you know, what what you're talking about with um, war photography and um, uh, that kind of like genre if you like and I was wondering about specifically aid how you have felt going to see exhibitions with with work basically and have you have you been to any photographic exhibitions or not even photographic exhibitions that you have had a a visceral reaction to, a, a reaction that's interesting to? um that's a do you feel question. something when you look at artwork at, when you look at imagery when you look at photography you know you clearly make choices about images that you have up at home about artwork you know it has to in some way have provoked some kind of reaction to you you know you, you are really without feeling about what you like or dislike you know and it's that and that is a part of it as well and i'm wondering about other things that you've seen as perhaps exhibitions yeah i'm trying to think of an exhibition and certainly there are songs that make me cry um, and and I tell you what, it, I'm, uh, I'm a lot more emotionally. So, uh, never I can't remember. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. Sensitive. <laughs> let's say. Okay. Yeah. Um, to things, to things I see in the media since I became a parent. That is exactly the same for me. And it's not just. It's not just when it relates to family stuff it's not just yeah. like oh well there's this yeah. yeah there's this yeah i don't know there's this um yeah. cop show on the telly where a kid does gets run be, over or something like that it doesn't yeah, have to be that be specific it could be it could be anything that says yeah. and it can be just as much a happy thing right there can be some mm -hmm. songs that these days make me well up with happiness right which is like what is wrong with me you know it's like, I, I, you know it uh, oh my gosh you're human can you believe it age so, yeah but but i that 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 may sound funny to you rich but i i yeah. feel exactly the same no it's not it's not I, i'm not saying that you're making fun or anything it's no, no, it's, no, no, it's no. a very interesting experience i have the exact same 
phenomenon that I described. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, since I uh, became a father like 10 years ago, um, I have so much trouble watching documentaries where children are suffering. It's I, I I never would have thought that would happen, and and that's uh, one of the things that can really trigger me. And I saw a documentary on Arte, which is like a, a European channel that does a lot of uh, um, documentary work and so on, and about Sudan. And oh my goodness, that was uh, that triggered some emotions in me that I never thought I I would have. And 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 so I think there are there are things that can. Uh, that you feel very passionate about. And probably that's the things that are the hardest to document if you do it yourself. Mm. I would be interested to know, uh, Aid, if, yeah, if there's anything that you, it doesn't have to be, you know, as, as obviously intense as, of course, that is um, as an experience for, for Christian, but um, if there's any, yeah, if there's any like memories that you have of going, I remember, do you know, I remember as a kid, for example, I was, I think I was 14 um, and we went to Oxford and we went to, gosh, I can't even remember which museum it was or which gallery. And there was the uh, artwork of um, Myra Hindley, which was made up of all the children's handprints. And I remember walking around the corridor, um, like obviously we were going around, around the exhibition and um, obviously how it had been curated was you, you walked around and you, you then it was like just in front of you and there was literally nobody else there as in that split second that I happened to walk around the, the corner and that like image will stay with me forever. Like it was one of those real like moments of, oh my God, it was enormous. It was like, absolutely huge and I think there was something about that scale as opposed as well as then finding out oh god that's what it's made up of and you know how I, I wasn't old enough to really be thinking more deeply about it shall we say at the time but I, it was a very instant and physical reaction and that memory of it I still I still have right and I'm, I'm not saying it has to be anything like that but has there ever been a time where you've gone into you know the photographer's gallery or something and seeing somebody's work and gone, you wouldn't even need to say, oh, I remember the photographer's name or anything like that. But has any kind of imagery, illicit, you know, brought out that kind of feeling for you, you know, of, oh, I really, like, I really love that. Or that's, I can see how they've done that technically and I'm really impressed by that. Or I would never take an image like that. I don't know. It would just be interesting to know your kind of reactions to, to seeing it. Do you know what? You've prompted my brain to go in a different direction. So I have an answer to you, but it's not really a direct answer to your question. Okay. So yeah. I can't off the top of my head think of yeah. any artwork that has done that to me. Um, the things that come back to haunt me, right? And this is not all the time, but mm -hmm. if times when I've made mistakes that have done wrong by people. Okay. Right. So you care about not hurting people, right? <laughs> You're not yes. a sociopath. No, 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 no. A, no, 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 only a tiny bit sociopathic. Not, not like, not like the whole thing. No, but I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't, um, but the 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 thing. So the things that impact me are not about other people's artwork necessarily. Although mm. I'm, yeah, I can be in awe of things and I can be, you know, massively impressed by things, mm. and 
you know, I can tell you, you know, three or four songs the first time I ever mm-hmm. heard them and have stuck with me. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's mostly in a, in a sort of, wow, that's an amazing sound. I've never heard anything like that before kind of a way. So with, with music, I can. With art, less so, I think. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Um, How about movies, uh, films? Movies, yeah. I'm partial to a movie. I don't watch enough movies, but movies would be would be closer to it. I think, I think, yeah, as 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 a uh, as a as an artistic medium, right? So so movies are art, right? So in a world where movies are art, um, yes, that is a type of art that can move me. Sorry, that that came out sounding all like I'd thought it all in advance and wrote <laughs> a poem about it, but I hadn't. That's just straight off the cuff. Um, <laughs> the the photography, photography, photography. So this, it's, it's more of a slow burn with me. I don't often mm-hmm. get I massive mean, instant reactions. It's more, yeah, to, to stuff. It's just, I mean, something can be horrific, but it's not because the image is horrific. It's because mm-hmm. the content of the image is horrific. If you, if you see what I mean, like that yeah. girl with the vulture example, I'm not thinking, oh, that's a great image or the image is horrific. I'm thinking it's the, it, it's what it portrays, right? Um, so, yeah, or maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. I don't. I find this is why I wanted to have this conversation because there are occasions when I do feel vulnerable. There mm-hmm. are, uh, there are, I, and I don't. And there are occasions when actually I feel let. I sometimes feel I should feel more vulnerable, but I don't. <laughs> and part of it and is because if, I, if I do it for myself, in, yeah, like if you've got confidence and you're and you are confident in what you're making and that you're and as you said at the very beginning you're making it for yourself you are not expecting or wanting or needing any validation from anybody else you know then that's that i think it's the validation so i think it's so, so it's not because i don't want it i i really don't care what people think yeah right of my art now clearly clearly i am a person who lives in a society who lives in a world right of humanity and clearly i care about the behavior i display and the impact that has on other people because yeah because i do right Mm -hmm. i'm not a sociopath right i do care about (laughs) the impact i have on other people but when it comes to my artwork i pretty much gen genuinely right i don't give a damn what anybody else thinks about my, my photography and it's, lo- it's lovely when they like it right yeah. but but i i don't need that it's a bonus right it's a cherry on top if other people enjoy it and want to share it or or give you likes or whatever it would be um and if people then... didn't like it i think because I haven't put that much out there, so I don't mm-hmm. have the same experiences that you do rach of yeah. of the of the attacks that you can you know, you can be on the receiving end of, which is, is a horrible Obviously, situation. Because you know. I don't have that, right? Because I'm a, I'm a white bloke, right, for one thing. Um, and um, and also I don't put a lot of work out there. Yeah. So so that I, I, I I'm but I think I'd be more I'd be more curious, right, than anything else if people would have that type of negative reaction to what I'm doing. I'm like surely that must take a lot of energy. Oh yeah, for, for for somebody to have that kind of reaction, surely, yeah. surely they must be but, expending but, a huge amount of energy. But yeah. I think uh, some, yeah, especially in the internet age, so people look for a valve to 
let off steam, you know, well, and go out for a walk and, or something. Yes, but th that's not the way that <laughs> well, works. Obviously, healthy not, ways of doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way it works, unfortunately. And yeah. and and uh, uh, the, I think the most tragic cases is when people try to find a victim which won't fight back, and mm. that is the thing when stuff goes terribly wrong. And and yes, so I suppose you you don't. You, you you don't strike me as someone who's uh, easily a victim, but uh, that doesn't probably I was doesn't, bullied doesn't... at school. Does that count? And that, yeah, that, that, that counts. Even that impacted though that sounds... me when I was at school. Yeah, I hated yeah. school. And I'm trying to say is I think you no know, matter if you're female identifying or male identifying or <laughs> everyone um, has weak spots, has experiences, yeah. and can have mental health mm -hmm. issues that are not obvious and yeah. uh, um, and I sometimes the, the facade that people put up to get through life is something that um, tricks people into thinking oh yeah everything's all right and and it's very a very um, especially in this this shallow way we can get to know people on the internet uh, it's 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 not like meeting them in person, seeing the body language mm -hmm. and seeing uh, in the way they talk, speak. And, and it's, I th it's, it's very different. That's that's why I appreciate photo walks and stuff like that mm -hmm. so much because you get you get to meet in real life, you get to speak with people and 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 form friendships. And, and then I think it's easier to also expose yourself as being vulnerable because mm -hmm. people nowadays know what happens if they show a weak spot they can be that valve for letting off steam. And that's something that I find very sad because uh, art goes, as you said, we had guests on the show who have very deep emotional connections with their work and and being and showing that vulnerability. Uh, I mean, if, for example, Dan, Danny Bittencourt, for example, she yeah, is a very strong person, but very emotional and, 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 she struck me as being strong enough to expose her vulnerability and that's not something that's given to other people and i think that's yeah that's what i was way. meaning about you know you have to be very brave to be vulnerable you yes. know in that situation because yeah the and and uh, you know please understand what that what i was saying before about as you say it's not to do with gender i'm only talking about my Understood. Understood. Oh no, I, uh, I, I, I do think. I'm you sorry. Know. Sorry, just to clarify, I yeah. do think, uh, and and listening to uh, Alex and Emma, uh, obviously uh, gives us a lot of insight as male mm. males. Uh, that I think that uh, women are very much more vulnerable to that because of uh, the um, social conventions that we still have mm. and, and the. the sure. The, uh, so no, I'm not trying to say that we are all equal. No, I don't. I'm not saying that. Just to be very clear, yeah. because I think that um, as a father of a daughter, that's something that I'm very aware of. That uh, that is, uh, there is no equality between genders when it mm. comes to being bullied. And and no, no, not at all. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Sorry. it's all right. No, I, I just wanted to make sure that I've been clear in what I was also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Know. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of it, there is such a, there is, um, in terms of being vulnerable and the idea of being vulnerable um, as an artist and as a, as a person, um, 
on a from the flip side of it in terms of gender if you like um you've got such a toxic masculinity kind of like area that you're also fighting against a lot of the time um and that can prevent a lot of a lot of people from being able to be vulnerable to to really kind of express what they would want to express you know in the way that would be perhaps healthier because they don't feel able to or safe or you know uh, they're not in a place that's safe enough to be able to be vulnerable and I think that's also such an important part of vulnerability as an artist is finding a space where you feel safe enough to be able to do that mm. um, and it's about who you have around you what you share with whom to what extent um, and how um, safe that environment is you know whether that's physically in person um or whether that is online or whether it's within a particular community mm -hmm. or that's such a has such an impact on the levels and and, and the layers of what we are you yeah. know as all individuals and i think um us, uh, uh, i think the me as a male part of the community i i think it's very important to uh, have a lot of self-reflection on you know, is it all right to say certain things? And 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 um, because I I I as a male white male uh, person don't um, experience stuff that my friends of color, for example, experience, or that my female friends experience. And and um, it's very easy if you just speak from your own experience to neglect stuff that goes on in other people's lives that they. Um, suffer from on a daily basis and and I think it's very important I mean that's why you know addressing uh, uh, what aid suggested we address this podcast the the creative vulnerability we need to look at it from all perspectives from the female perspective perspective from the male perspective from the whatever from from the color of your skin perspective as well and and yeah. All, all of our lived experiences are unique, aren't they? You know, and yeah. they're all so different. And that means that everybody's own personal experience will impact them and their past experiences will impact to what level they're able to be vulnerable and to whatever, what level you, you have the privilege to be able to, you know, um, to do that, I suppose, as well. Um, I think, you know, in terms of, past experiences and things something that uh, stopped me for many many years from sharing my work or putting anything out there was uh, was an incident at school I've talked about this in the past age may remember as a long time ago Christian I don't know if you'll have heard me talk about it before but it was um uh, it was some artwork that I'd done and a uh, uh, a teacher basically um it was up on on the wall like alongside three or four other children's work and a teacher took it down and um, covered it in water, ripped it up, um, and left it in a state, basically on the on the uh, wall. Um, and apparently, it was to teach me the um, the dangers of pride and being proud of something I created. Um, so they didn't want me to to be proud of my work or to be sharing it um for whatever reason and clearly you know this is a, a grown adult uh, and I was I think about six at the time six or seven 
Um, so clearly there was stuff going on for them, <laughs> you know. Uh, but obviously as a six-year-old, as a seven-year-old, I didn't know any of that. I didn't understand any of that. Um, uh, and, you know, why should I or why would I? You know, that wasn't, you know, something that should have happened. Uh, but it did happen and it it had it did have a huge impact on, on me. And I think still does, you know, even talking about it now, I still feel, I feel... But it's uh, something that can destroy that can destroy a person if you do yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. what what I what I what makes me uh, very very sad is that we live in an age where people get hurt so easily and so severely that a lot of the stuff that uh, is a strong suit of our society, uh, namely diversity and diversity, not only in terms of gender and 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 and, and uh, religion and and philosophy and worldview and so on but also diversity in terms of uh opinions uh it's very hard to have conversations where people have completely different opinions but do it in a respectful way mm -hmm. because all this uh all these um severely and massive um um attacks and and letting off steam and 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 being aggressive to people leads to people feeling the need for protecting themselves so much that even um, fruitful but controversial discussion is not possible anymore. And that is something that I, especially in, in the field of art, find very difficult because art um, always had like a provocative or, or like a, like an, it, it's always, uh, it, uh, it should evoke feelings because otherwise everything art would be boring and and that can you know if if you discuss art and discuss opinions and stuff you document and 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 you feel strongly about uh I, I, it makes me really sad that we cannot have diversity in opinions uh anymore because um things go wrong so many times on on the net and people get hurt so much and and uh, we need that to to evolve and to 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 yeah Progress. So, I'm going to butt in here just and and play the 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 uh, the host. I'm afraid because we probably need to wrap this up. But I tell you what, it's a good segue though. So um, to close, right, and and not really to close because we should come and have, we should circle back to this conversation, right? Because this is this is the nature of art, isn't it? In some ways, mm -hmm. but but just for now, to close for now. Um, yeah, we've talked about the vulnerabilities and we've talked about, you know, putting your work out there and other people judging you and the consequences of that and, and things like that. So I've got to ask the question, is it worth it? Rachel, Christian is looking <laughs> like he wants to hide know, at this point. Right? Rach, you, you yeah. didn't hide quite quickly enough, right? No, no, so that's fine. I am aware that we I have not planned that now the reason i didn't the reason i haven't like set this up for you guys is that i only thought of it 30 seconds ago myself but i thought but but you know you know needs must when you have to end a podcast you have to end a podcast somehow and you have to think really? of stuff so there's no, no, there's, there's my creative input for today i've thought of a creative way to end the podcast <laughs> but i you know rach you know given yeah. everything we talked about and all the things that of course we haven't had time to talk about because we've only yes. scratched the surface of this topic um yes. is it worth it yeah of course it is 100%, 100%. Like, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't not imagine because the, the, the opposite 
of is it worth it is I don't create anything ever. And that that would break me more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay, all right. No, that that brilliant answer. Brilliant answer. Christian. I completely agree. And uh I think you know, creating art like I don't I wouldn't call my, my own work art, but creating photography uh is part of my personality. And not doing it would take something from my personality away. And big part for me is a community and, you know, sharing my work uh, with the community is like sharing who I am with people I like to have a conversation with, with and so on. So it would be like, I could talk, but I don't. Uh, is the equivalent to I could just be there and not take any photos, but I do. And that's just who I am. So, yeah. Right. Just, just one last thing I was going to say is that also, um, I think as I get older, I get less of the, or, or I get more of the, I don't care <laughs> what other people think, you know? And there is a privilege with growing older um, and having that option um, to see over the years that I am in general, actually very, very comfortable with the person who I am and what I'm like and what I do. And the rest of it loses its worries of, yeah, does anybody else like it? Much as much less of that as the older I get, I find definitely. Yeah, it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, How about uh, you, Aid? Uh, well, I can it? certainly agree to, yes. I mean, if, if I didn't care that much when I started out, I said. <laughs> care less as i get older no. um you're an hour older than you were at the beginning of the podcast so <laughs> yeah, that's, a very good, that's a very good point um i for me this is an area of exploration right and it's a bit of you know experimentation it's a bit of sense and respond um i i guess i consider myself reasonably fortunate that i don't value the the uh, or I don't judge the value of my creative efforts by what other people say about them. So I, th I think perhaps I'm, I, I consider myself fortunate. Whether or not, in objective terms, I, I'm lucky is for other people. That, that would be other people's subjectivity. You know what I mean. The point is, is that <laughs> inside my own head, right, uh, which is of course is a very subjective place. Um, I, I do consider that I am fortunate not to be riding a massive emotional roller coaster based on what somebody says on the internet about my artwork um i i, I also think it is worth it and i because and th this is maybe a different take on it because um being a person that habitually doesn't share when I have been encouraged strongly and sometimes I do take a bit of a kicking to actually put some work out there into the real world, partly because I'm too lazy to, to, to finish anything, but, but partly because I just need a kick in. Um, I have found it to be really a learning experience and my creative efforts have been enhanced, right? B because of the feedback that I've got. Uh, and so that I, I know that's, that's a, different thing perhaps to the topic of the conversation of vulnerability but it is hopefully my own personal answer to is it worth it i think it is um not in a um not for me in a sort of mass market share it just to get likes kind of a way and i don't think any of us are quite there are we from what we've had discussed today 
but because I can learn from it and learning is a good thing. Wow. I think learning is always a good thing. Yeah, that seems like a good place to end it, Aid. I think so. Should we stop there then? I think that's been, do you know what? I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you both very much. You're very welcome. Hey. Been lovely. Uh, I'm glad that at the end of all that, we also still know which Muppets we are. So uh, yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> I think in the morning, when I'm trying to get my whole family going, I'm probably more like Beaker. In the evening, <laughs> I'd probably prefer to be a bit like Rolf. <laughs> we have lots of different personalities, don't we? So, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Cool. All right. Listen, everybody listening, thank you very much for listening this far in. I hope this little, I don't know, slice of difference um has been interesting to you maybe even a little bit thought-provoking do let us know um especially if you would let us know in the sunny 16 discord uh link in the show notes i believe um that we've um we've now ejected graham from the email workflow <laughs> uh and that the emails flow towards christian now so that's an excellent thing so so if you want to email uh email sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com and Christian uh, apparently is going to be dealing with all of that. So thank you for Hello. stepping up, sir. It's <laughs> amazing what stuff, how, how much stuff happens without you knowing. <laughs> I know very little indeed. Uh, I made myself one knowing, but yeah, it's fine. I'll I, I look at the mails. Yeah, look yes, at please the do, do write in. Definitely. Yes, uh, but but yeah, a, a more so, uh, hopefully a a richer conversation certainly with many more participants on the Discord as well. So yeah, uh, click click in and come and join us. Anyway, thank you very much, one and all. Um, we will be back next week with another Sunny Sixteen. No idea what it's going to be about because every week in the last month or six weeks or so, I've promised something and delivered something entirely different. <laughs> but at least it's not been vaporware. <laughs> no, oh, fair point. Thank there, you very there much. There always was something. There always was something there. Yeah, I think we only missed a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take care, folks. Uh, good night. Stay well. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.